There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My talkers, happy hump day. We are hanging out with Lori and Julia. A little cloudy up, but we're going to brighten up the next three hours. Hanging out with Lori and Julia, and I'm guessing we're going to get to some shop talk here. Well, shop talk being Project Down and Dirty. All the VIP tickets are gone, but ah. there are still a handful of tickets left if you want to watch us come and do the tournament. Yes, okay. On of Friday, course. October 13th. Which is three weeks away? Two. Two. Oh, not even. Two weeks Less away. Than, yeah. Oh, dear. We also, so to, yeah. go to my talk. Yes. I'm sure they're they're going to be gone. And I know, like, my friend said to me, she goes, well, I'm talking about with a girlfriend. I said, well, it's at, I said, there's limited capacity. Yes. So if you're going to go, like, you don't have a week to decide. They're probably going to be gone. They will be. I yeah. have a, we have a continuum. Um, my pickleball ladies are coming, Lori. Oh, good. And the Woodbury mommies. Oh, good. So we have a big, four, and they said, should we make, um, like, Shirts? Shine? No. Shirts? And I'm like, no, because we're going to have the cutest shirts in the world. We I, really are. Yeah, I don't know if we're selling them or anything, but no. I was like, no, we don't need you to, don't waste. I can't, it's too much pressure. Oh. We're not pro athletes, and we can't take cheering sections of people in coordinated shirts. I feel like that will jinx you everything. Because I can't, I know, when I serve, if I talk, it goes... I learned that with you, yep. and it is true. If you are talking while you're serving, you're not paying any Mm-mm. attention. You can't talk no, in this game. Talk. Yeah, I agree. And then we got a pair of tickets to give away to the church basement ladies at the Black Box at the Black Box Theater at the Ames Center in Burnsville. We'll be giving those away a little bit later, and that's such a fun show, which is why it's been around so long. No kidding. And then, all right, so I've learned about this last week, but I was. COVID positive and broadcasting from home last Thursday. But I learned that TJ Maxx at Midway is closing off of University mm-hmm. Avenue. And so I wasn't able to go last weekend. I wanted to go so bad. So, because that's, I have been a Maxinista at that TJ Maxx for tw- as long as it's been there, whenever it opened, maybe 2010. I want to that say that was yours. Mine was Sunray Shopping Center, which okay, already that, closed and moved this year. Which right, so I and I always have loved the Nolwood TJ Maxx. Oh, well, that's, that's a the good best. One. That's the best. That's one. a good they one. Have an oval room there, but this was yeah, your local. Both your mom and yes. I, and when her burgers closed, some of the uh, staff went over to that TJ Maxx, and someone had taken a 
thing and said, October 8th, TJ Maxx is closing at Midway. And I was devastated because I cannot tell you how many presents I've gotten for various people over the years. Things for my house, things like the washry, the washing laundry bags. If I needed oh, a mattress yeah. topper, if I needed. Everyone uh, uses TJ Maxx and Marshalls. It's just, yeah. But, but this is your convenient one. And it was a good store. That St. Paul got good stuff every Tuesday. There Tuesday are, and Wednesday. There are different Maxes that have better yes. supply yes. than others. Let's be so honest. So I go yes. there today and I'm thinking, oh, I could be in the mood for a little for a new suitcase. I love buying suitcases. She's 20. Yeah, I know. And But I just <laughs> thought, I walked in, there were maybe seven racks of clothing. Is that it? Oh. There were no handbags. There no. was one tiny wall of shoes, no suitcases. They had some great Halloween costume jewelry. And I said to the lady, so what happened? She said, people came in and drove and bought everything. Oh, people were buying stuff. And, right. and and I said, I'm so sorry. And and I talked to several. Shout out to Kathy. Shout out to the I've couple of I've done everything ladies. trying to pick at them closing this, but no, it but didn't we, work. People were genuinely expressing real shopping sadness about this institution closing and i i didn't think i'd find anything you know and i ended up finding a couple of little uh gifts for for uh, the seven and the nine-year-old grandkids some stylish things i found my barbie costume oh that's i got the most amazing pair of pink pants denim oh cute and uh a shirt i mean i was like looking for specifically that you know that was one of the things and um but people were just like really bummed yeah and then i asked the lady because i had to try on some stuff i said what's the story because this store has always been busy i personally know how much money myself your mom. I mean, every woman okay, I know. You guys can't keep it open. But we can't keep it say, open. But what is the story? A lot. Of, well, she, it's the something to do with the soccer stadium. She said uh, she stopped people in their measuring. Oh, okay. So uh, allegiance. Well, they expand. still are going to have to. That means they have to get rid of Cub, which that is a necessary grocery store that and area. kind of. Yeah. I mean, there is Target, but Cub mm-hmm. is cheaper than Target and mm-hmm. is a you know grocery store that has full yes everything and um and then there's uh the dollar store and i think that's all that's left because her burgers has been closed but she said she said and that's kind of what the rumor is it had nothing to do with the sales or safety there i wonder why mine closed that in sunray i i you know maybe the rent Went up and it was more know. than what TJ oh. Maxx. But I wouldn't be surprised if the soccer stadium played paid TJ Maxx something to go away. Yeah, maybe make we'll a park. pay out your lease. Well, really, they built that. Lot. They built the soccer stadium in the middle of no room. All mm. that fit was the stadium. That's yeah. it. You're right. There's, there's no nothing, parking. There's nothing. no nothing. And they got rid of you know the bowling alley, Walgreens, Dots, Midway Bowl, Midway Bowl. We used to bowl there. They got rid of, um, there was a driver's license place there. Mm-hmm. There was um, the shoe store, um, you know. Famous Footwear. Famous Footwear mm-hmm. was oh, there yeah. for a long time. And anyway, but there's hardly 
anything mm. in the store. And even though it's open through next weekend, I, I can't there won't imagine. Be anything left? Well, yeah, there's always treasures to be found. Oh, I mean, <laughs> but I had two, I had two ten dollar coupons, and so my little forty six dollar package today only cost me twenty six. But I felt a real. I thought I have spent a lot of good hours just browsing in the store, finding things. You know, it's kind of funny because when they're convenient and they're on, like I love just on my way home, just unwind, go walk the aisles of something. Yes, but pretty much in my corridor, everything that I've liked is closed. Is closed, isn't that? Yeah, it's something. Yeah. Well, last night people were lucky because Kelly Clarkson oh. was in town at the Bank Stadium, and she performed for like an hour, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she looks amazing. You said you noticed that she looks like she's lost a lot of weight. Well, I'm going to say she looks like she's lost like twenty pounds, right? Because she performed on the Today Show Plaza last Friday, and um, she's just look. Darling and happy, and she looks like she lost 20 pounds. Really, realistically, she lost 180 pounds getting rid of that husband of hers. And, um, yeah, but she really does look like happy, but it's a like it's that 20 pound weight loss where you know you notice it, and I bet her clothes just fit better. Didn't she look pretty in the pictures she I showed looked, you from last night? Yeah. I had friends who went. She yeah. was stress eating the last two years with that man of hers and all the shenanigans. man, <laughs> I'm stress eating. No, it's true. Oh my gosh. It's Wednesday, people. It is. It's hump day. I'm bowling for the first time tonight. Our bowling team is... Uh, it's back you know, in action. Well, I've been missing an action, Julia. Oh, so it already started? Oh, three weeks ago. Yeah. Three weeks ago. How you know you always start off strong, Lori. Julia, uh, you know, we've got a real we've got a real fun team. We have the Good. old water buffalo guys are totally mixed into the My Talk. From the Fred team. Flintstone era? Uh, that was just their name. I think I'm not sure what <laughs> that the, was the name of the club, you know. The, the water buffaloes. Oh yeah. Oh well then that's the, wasn't it, Grant? That's the name of the Flintstones club. The yeah, water buffaloes. Yeah, yeah, the water buffaloes. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the water buffaloes used to be a team we flirted madly with we've now absorbed them like an amoeba into our bowling team. <laughs> is it still only four people playing? Or? Yeah, we're ne- bowling is never going back to five-person teams. I, is that's, that okay? Is that's it quicker? The pandemic yeah. changed it. I think it's okay in the sense that it's easier to have a team. Yes. Getting a, getting those reserves are always tough. The five. Yeah, and getting a fifth player every and night. And then having the bowling be as long as it is, you know, yes. 32 weeks or whatever it is. It's uh, a commitment. It's a commitment. Big so time. we have like a... Uh, we have like an eight-person team, so we can, mm-hmm. with two subs. I think our pickleball, back to selling the yeah. tickets for the pickleball, I think it's going to be super fun because we've got a lot, there will be, you know, people doing color commentary. Yeah. And I think it's going to be make very interactive yeah. and fun, and all the money is donated to the four charities. So yeah, and it, it. it won't be, you know... Um, it's not a musical. It's not going to be as, um, you know, high octane where we had the red carpet and we had our movies how about that and we were all really we packed a lot in three days but you're gonna have to learn to be a pro well i know but it doesn't it's not it's much less um stress on your congestion stress on everybody i think to you know play sports in front of others yeah i mean that part is not everyone's favorite i'm gonna tell you because this morning i played and um i was on the court where people wait to come on you know yeah it changes you when people are watching it made me nervous it makes you nervous a little bit totally like i was having 
I'm like, oh, I just want to move in a couple courts, you know, because I don't like all these people watching. So that'll be a new dynamic. So we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna have to just get. We're gonna get practice. Play more back. at those places, Julia, and oh. get really good in front of it. I'm not good. <laughs> All right, and my listen. friends did tease me. Your racket is crap. <laughs> I said, well, I'm, I'm keeping this crap through the playoffs okay. or whatever we're doing. All right, listen. We come back. It's our turn. We can't get enough of. So we love learning our and They've got seven uh, training centers, one-on-one brain training centers in the metro area, including Hudson. And, um, you know, going back to school and sports are happening. And if your kids have had concussions over the summers, if you're an educator or if you're a parent, you know, that really affects their cognitive um, behaviors, memory, um, their environment. Lights can be too bright. A lot of I I had a neighbor once who had long term concussion in high school and it really can be debilitating but learning rx has worked i mean ben yukatek the um nfl star worked with learning rx they can help you through that process so it's an it's a great resource for you and why not go in and get an assessment and find out how they can help you but concussions is one of their specialties so call them today take the assessment tell them Lori and julia sent you and that assessment is 50 percent off learning rx find out more on their website. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. So, uh, TNT, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, are they TNT? Are they Tavis? Are they trailer? We have no idea, but um, it's the rom-com that we didn't know we needed. It's just good, fun gossip that just uh, basically you wouldn't believe it if you read it in a movie, right. the whole story of everything. And the thing that I uh, wonder about is I wonder how much coordination is happening between them. Like they haven't been step-by-step writing this because he's almost manifested this because he, there's stuff of him going back a few months about talking about, but how much of the rollout is organic, how much of it has been, you know, planned. And when I say planned, I don't mean that it's a fomance, but just that like how, like he talked about it on his podcast. Apparently, he has like a very, very wildly yep, yep, yep. successful podcast with his brother. Yes, yep. Jason. And Jason, and yep. they talked about it. I believe yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, was he just shooting his own mouth off? Did Taylor know he was going to talk about it? I hope these guys are prepared for what's coming because being a professional sports. Athlete as a celebrity is one thing, but being a celebrity and now being known worldwide. I mean, the New York Times said Travis Kelsey, this was their headline yesterday, was a superstar. And then Taylor Swift came into his orbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's Explosion. just, I think he can handle it, Lori. He did say on his podcast. Well, here we have oh, the we audio. Have the, oh, okay. We have the audio. Yep. So let's listen. It starts with his brother, Jason, asking him about the situation. Well, Trav, I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, how's it feel that uh, Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? <laughs> 
I just thought it was awesome how everybody in the suite had nothing but great things to say about her. You know, the friends and family. She looked amazing. Everybody was talking about her in great light. And on top of that, the day went perfect for Chiefs fans, of course. We script it all, ladies and gentlemen. But um, <laughs> to see the slow motion chest bumps, to see the high fives with mom, to see how, you know, Chiefs Kingdom was all excited that she was there. That was absolutely hysterical. It was definitely a game I'll remember. That's for damn sure. And then we just slid off in the getaway car at the end. I mean, everybody's talking about it. Everyone, literally everyone, even Bill Belichick. He hasn't Dude, talked much about me about outside that? of, you know, game weeks that we've played, but he made sure to remind me that that's the best catch I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Dude, that was a great line by Bill. Hilarious. And then you got Coach Reed telling everybody he's Cupid. He's been manifesting this the whole time. He's the one that set us up. Is there any truth to this? Ah. I don't, I don't even know how to answer that. I know that he had met the Swift family before, so I don't know. He could have uh, been in the background the whole time. Dude, Coach Reed playing matchmaker? Who knew Cupid was so big? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Taylor for coming through and seeing me rock the stage. And that was just a teaser for their podcast that it's going to drop. I don't know what day it drops, but I wonder if they're ready for the Taylor effect and the bump. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, his jersey sale. I mean, like, people have a new Halloween costume couple. It's not just Barbie and Ken this year. You could be Taylor Swift in your Chiefs jersey, and he could be in that powdery outfit, you know, denim thing that he wore. See, that could be a costume, you know. Yeah. I'm like, Brittany, will Justin do this? And But oh. behind great I, entertainment. It is. Heinz 57 is why I like him. But the Heinz company is releasing a special condiment already in tribute to these two. Oh, my gosh. And what happened, it's called Ketchup Seemingly Ranch or K-Ranch because they saw her eat some chicken wings that she dumped in ketchup and ranch. Yeah. So they are making this. They're making uh, about 100, only 100. So this will be a collector item. Um, it's called Seemingly Ranch, will be made in honor of his jersey number 87 and her favorite number 13, that yeah. equals 100. I mean, Heinz. Yeah. No, this situationship is just some. everything right now, because that's what I'm going to just call it, a situationship he rather also than a relationship. Said, though, he did say in the podcast, he said that he's going to, you know, keep it private from here on out. Yeah. You know, this is she's I'm going to respect her privacy and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So did they work together on that part of it? You can go I, ahead and say that. Is everything this thought out, Lori? Well, I mean, I don't know if he's just out there shooting his mouth off, but I know that Taylor is um, she's probably really having fun with this. I think he so. He has been chasing her, I think. And it is like the epitome of one of her songs, the prom queen being chased by the prom king, but she's like lifting him up. He's genuinely seems he called her a great light. She looked amazing. You know, I mean, he's he watches the slow motion chest bumps. Yes, because people were doing that. I mean, no, she just, did it with the person with that Donna, she came with. Him, with. Yeah, yes. And she did it with his mom. Too. He did it with and they're playing. OK, so. Here's something to look forward to. Maybe if you aren't, if you are going to watch the Vikings again, yeah, this would be this would be the game to watch on Sunday, October eighth, a week from this Sunday at three twenty-five. The Minnesota Vikings are hosting the Kansas City Chiefs here. Yeah, now we talked. She's got a jet. It's a quick two and a half hour mm-hmm. plane ride from Holman Fields, just a couple miles away. But right. but 
we talked to Phil Mackey from Score North, mm-hmm. um, and he said that if she comes, he predicts she will be low-key. She'll wear kind of a disguise. She won't be that out there. Well, all it'll take is for one person to let it be known to the camera, and they'll get her in whatever box she's in. And I hope that she's not shy as a football fan. I Taylor is an amazing fan. She's the best fan. I'm just loving all of this. It just, it, you just can't. It's the most fun. But I hope he's prepared. I think for he what's is. coming. I mean, well, the I New know. York Times. We don't know. I well covers the story. It's going to be a big ride for sure. It yeah. is. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we have the hottest, hottest book of September. The author. When we come back. Hey everyone, Lori and Julia here for Hammer and Exploring Solutions. Talked to a girlfriend yesterday who was like. I went to the Hudson store. I'm so glad it's over on that side of town now. But she was just like really, you know, she's been after uh, after her husband. Like, let's change our carpeting. It's just been so long. And she's just like, I was really surprised. And her husband is kind of a do-it-yourselfer. So anyway, she just was delighted with the selection, the pricing, and that people weren't pushy about helping. Well, that is the truth. You know, if you need yeah. help, you can get it. But if you don't need, I mean, it, I we've always liked that family style of how they approach Giving their customer. you space yeah. to look and, and figure out what you need. And yeah. also, you know, they give you one price and that price is the price. Yeah. They don't, um, they're, they're solid in what they do. They've got great product, great staff. That's Hammer Hey everybody, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us this Wednesday. It is time for another edition of the Low J Book Club. And we've got, we're so excited to meet uh, Nina Simon is joining us. And we uh, read her book. It, it just came out a couple of weeks ago, Mother Daughter Murder Night. It's a fantastic page turner. Hi, Nina. Hi, Nina. Hi, it's so great to be with you. You too. I just want to add in that your Reese Witherspoon's book club pick for September. You've already been optioned for something, a TV show or a movie. You were also on the top 10 of every list. This is your first novel. What does that feel like? (laughs) It's just a dream. And, you know, I mean, I wrote this book for my mom as a love letter to her when she was dealing with a really tough cancer diagnosis and for us to be together, for her to be well, and for us to be enjoying all of this terrific reader response, it's just more than I ever could have hoped for. Well, I mean, the story is so good. So give people the setup of Mother Daughter Murder Night. What the the story is about, please. Yeah, so Mother Daughter Murder Night is a big-hearted mystery. It's about three strong women, a grandma, a single mom, and a teenage girl who work together to solve the murder of a naturalist who washes up on their doorstep in the Monterey Bay of coastal California, which is where I live. And I like to say it's both a family drama and a traditional cozy mystery. So um, this is a great story for you if you love heartfelt stories of women coming together, but also if you like the twists and turns and figuring out the puzzle of a mystery. Yes. And you do take us to the very end. Yes. I mean, this it it's such a fun read and i think that multi generations is really cool and how you know you your mother was diagnosed with cancer and during that time you know you quit your job to take care of your mom 
And so how you guys shared this love of reading mysteries and how you came up with the idea to write a book, that's pretty amazing. It's been so special. And, you know, I really, in the beginning, I had no idea that someday this would be a published book. In the beginning, I was just trying to write a story that would make my mom smile. Oh. You know, the main character, the grandma, um, who's sort of this outrageous take-charge woman, really was kind of the superhero that we needed, you know. While my mom um, was struggling with cancer and being pushed around by doctors, this character, Lana Rubicon, who gets cancer, is pushing the doctors around, you know. My right. mom was in bed, but Lana was leaping out of bed to solve the crime, and so... For us, it was such an escape and source of comfort and joy to write this story and now to share it with people. Uh, I mean, and, and Lana is, she's she's, she's a, a great character. She is. I, I could envision her. I I know that um, she's too old a player, but you know who would have been, would have been great as Lana would be Joan Collins. Would have been a great mm. Lana Rubicon. <laughs> It's, absolutely, it's, absolutely. It's so much fun. Um, okay, so just take us a little bit through the process. So you wrote this in 2020. I mean, you are a former NASA engineer and a museum director and a naturalist. And you start writing. And you start writing. Did you run it by people? Were you part of a writer's group in Santa Cruz? Or how does it get published? And how do you get Reese and the New York Times and everybody else and sell it? So quickly. You know what? This was my it was my first novel, but it feels like it's my fifth career. And okay. at first I really was just writing for my mom and it was about us having this intimate connection during a hard time. But as I went on, I was finding finding myself falling in love with the writing. So in the beginning, you know, I would sit on my mom's bed with her. I would type while she slept and then when she woke up, I would just slide the laptop over to her. She would read, I'd go make her breakfast, and I'd come back, and we'd talk about the story. We'd talk about what happened. We'd brainstorm about what should happen next. Um, so my mom was really my first reader on everything. Mm. And then as she started doing better um, in terms of illness, you know, I started getting curious about whether this might be my next uh, stage of my career. And so, yeah, I uh, reached out to friends to have them read it and give them cr- give me critical feedback. I read a ton about how to write great novels. And then I was able to find a terrific agent who in turn gave me a crash course in improving the book. We sold it to William Morrow, and my editor there taught me so much more about writing. And um, so I feel so blessed that I feel like I've been able to learn and grow uh, as I've been writing this book. And then, you know, for Reese Witherspoon to select it for her book club, um, for so many readers to respond and go out and buy it and, and read it. And I've talked to so many people, too, who say, gosh, I read it and then I bought a copy for my mom or I bought a copy for my daughter. And I know of a lot of families reading it together, which has just been such a joy. And so, I mean, I think that I feel incredibly lucky that this has happened. I poured my heart into this book, and I think that some of that heart is shining through. I oh, my gosh, so. it's so much fun. The book is Mother Daughter Murder Night. The author is Nina Simon. And your wonderful person who we work with is Kathleen Carter, who we just, she works with everyone great. So you are so lucky to have her on your side. Um, what did it feel like when it got sold to be something by um, is it a limited Aaron Kaplan that you're going to be yeah. something? 
<laughs> I mean, so it got optioned for film and TV um, right before the writer's strike happened. So it's sort of like we made the deal and then everything shut down and mm-hmm. got quiet. And as you know, the writer's strike has just ended. And so I just got an email from them this morning that they're so excited um, to take it forward. And, you know, especially having grown up in Los Angeles, um, I, I'm just honored that they're interested. It is a very long shot that a book will actually turn into a show or movie. But honestly, I feel like this whole book story has been a long shot. It's a long shot that I would write it, that my mom would feel well and strong, you know, that we would hit the New York Times bestseller list. So (laughs) so I'm continuing to root for us um, to continue to do some extraordinary things. Yeah. Even if it's likely to happen. I I know. I see it as soon as I... The last page, and I've got to say that, Nina, you, you kept me up... Way past my usual bedtime because I'd just be like, okay, I'm just going to read one more chapter. I'm just going to read one more chapter. It's very compulsively a page turner that way. But the last page, when I finished it, I thought this would be such an amazing limited series. You know, because you did got, come in today. I did. Nina, I was just she, like, and we read so many books. Yeah. I mean, we can't even tell you. Um, but she came in today. Oh, I see this is a limited series mm-hmm. in the setting. Julie, I've been there. I've been. To, and yeah. my sister used to live in Santa Cruz. Cruz so we're yeah. feeling that whole mm-hmm. West, you know. And then yeah, to have close to, by. to have, uh, you know, a woman in her late 50s, a woman in her 30s, yeah. and then a teenage yeah. girl. I mean, that is so good. To me, it feels like I don't know what the pitch was that your people were doing, but it's like, Gilmore Girl meets Murder, She Wrote or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Or Gilmore Girls meets Only Murder in the Building. Some people say, too. Okay. There's a lot of you know, lightness in this. Yeah, you know, and you bring up the setting. I mean, I love writing about these three women, but I also love this spooky, eerie, beautiful setting of this marine preserve called Elkhorn Slough, which is in the Monterey Bay. It's one of the top ten wildlife viewing places in North America. Oh, really? But it's kind of a gem. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, it was such a fun place to get to write about because it's a place I love. And I love that it's getting shared um, with readers who might come visit it someday. Yes. Too. Although hopefully when they go kayaking, they will not find any dead bodies. <laughs> right. 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 Otters, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you think, Nina, that you would continue with Lana and Beth and Jack, or do you think you'll go in a completely different direction, or is it even too soon? You know, to some extent, it's too soon. You know, a lot of this depends on how readers respond to these women. And I'm really of two minds of it, because on the one hand, I would love to write more adventures with these women. I would love for them to solve more crimes. On the other hand, you know, this is my first novel, and I wrote it for a very personal and idiosyncratic reason. And so I believe that I'm starting a new journey, and I hope that there are many books ahead of me. Um, And I think that I'll continue to write about teams of strong women solving crimes, maybe committing some crimes, Um, Mm -hmm. but um, really right now enjoying connecting with readers who love Mother Daughter Murder Night and learning more about what matters to them, and exploring, you know, what are the next stories that I want to tell. Where's the best place for people to follow you? Do you have an author page or Facebook or Insta? Or what do you, where, where do you direct people? Absolutely, yeah. So as a new author, I love hearing from people who are connecting with the book. Um, you can find me online at my website, ninaksimon.com. I'm also on all the social media at, at Nina K. Simon. Um, if you want to hear back from me, Instagram is the best place, okay. but 
Anywhere you want to put in an at Nina K. Simon, you will find me. Okay. Okay. So, Nina, here's here's the question we ask everybody, all of our authors. Um, what is the last great book you read or the book you recommend to everybody? I'm going to recommend another lighthearted family mystery with some really humorous parts, which is Dial A for Aunties by Jesse Q. Sutanto. This book came out a couple of years ago, but it is such a blast. It is about a Chinese-Indonesian family with a young woman and four meddling aunties and a dead body in the trunk of a car when they have to cater a wedding. It has Weekend at Bernie's vibes. It has Crazy Rich Asian vibes. <laughs> I and love it. Just, it was the book that made me laugh for the first time after my mom got sick, and it was the book that inspired me to try and bring lightness and joy Aww. into mother. Oh, I love this. Dial A for aunties, and this is Mother-Daughter Murder Night. What a treat for us to meet you, and um, hopefully we'll be hearing from you soon with your next book or watching whatever's going to happen on the TV. Yeah, what happens with the book. And And your mom is doing well? My mom is doing well. She is following every step of this. I'm going to tell her about the show as soon as I get off the phone (laughs) with you. um, You know, for us, it's such a gift, and and that's the thing I want to share, too, is that you're dealing with something hard like this in your family. It doesn't have to be writing a novel, but finding a creative project, finding something to choose and lean into with joy during a time of pain. I mean, for us, it has been the greatest gift to our own healing and connection Mm -hmm. to be able to come together around mother daughter murder. Yeah. That's That's really great advice. Oh my gosh. I have goosebumps over that one. This was so lovely to meet you, Nina. Oh, it's my pleasure, and thank you. I hope people love the book. Yeah, and we'll send you an MP3 of this as well. Yeah, because people podcast our book club uh, things, and so, yeah. And Grant will will take care of you. Um, Thanks for your time, and we've got two... Bye. Absolutely. We've got two copies of the books to give away. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071, and when we come back... Mother Daughter Murder Night is the name of the book. Oh my gosh, it's okay. really good. And when we come back, Grant and I went in deep. <laughs> is that the word you want to use? Well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe we just peaked. Okay. All right, we'll be back. Sing it, Taylor. I, I know she's singing. Did, did we have happy hero book winners? Yes, Nicole and Amy were very, very excited to win. So, yeah, congrats, guys. Good book to get for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay so, so yesterday guys. we left here. <laughs> yesterday we left here. I told and you about look, a show. Yep. And I read about it in Variety yesterday, Naked Attraction. Mm-hmm. And it's the UK's full frontal dating show. And it arrived couple weeks ago on HBO been Max. On six seasons over there. Right. Yeah. Spent, yeah. Six but we just, years. Max just picked it up. The, and quietly slipped it into the catalog. Yes. <laughs> and I believe Holly and Alexis had watched it already. And then, but we we're just talking about it yesterday. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, all right. And so you two said, we said, you we'll and watch baby. it. And you're going to watch Dancing with That's the Stars. That's correct. So I'll let our homework. So I go first of all, Grant, tell what happened to you. Because this is This wild. is unbelievable. Lily was not listening to the show yesterday and her good friend was over. They spent the day together. He wasn't working. And uh I come into my house, our house, and there is a bunch of naked people on the TV. <laughs> they have been watching this show for four hours. Oh, They're my- on season three. Oh, when yeah. I get home. They had started midday and were there until I mean, and they kept going. We kept watching it till what? 11 o'clock. 11 oh, o'clock. my God. And so then I, <laughs> unbeknownst to me, I went home and Jeff it was babysitting for his grandkids last night. Okay. Hanging out. And I went home and um, 
I started watching it, and then I get this thing from Grant saying, you won't believe it. I get home, Lily's watching Naked Attraction. It was sent to all three of us, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm watching it right now. Yeah. So, and it's, you go in. Oh, But here's in. the thing about it, and then today I'm listening to Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelas. They watched it. They watched it. Last night, and, and then we had heard the gal from The View watch it. But here's the thing about it that's interesting. It seems like it's such a outrageous concept, mm-hmm. but it's very interesting. So you have someone who wants to date people, mm-hmm. and then they give them six candidates. Mm-hmm. And the six candidates are completely naked between these color, like telephone booth, see-through telephone booth screens. It looked like the Brady Bunch screen. Yes. It is. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of know what the person's looking for. The host is this very wonderful British lady who does nothing even makes her sneeze or, you know, makes her nervous or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's unflappable. She's unflappable. Thank you. That's the word. So the first step is they lift the door up from the the bottom. Yeah, from the feet up to the waist. From the feet up to the waist. And suddenly you're just judging on vulva and and kittles and bits. And they're getting in. Like, they're like in the seasons I watched, because I remember joined later, they were full on like going up within a few feet of it. Well, and, they like, do, and they're looking like looking and pointing, and, and, and then describing. they talk about what this would mean and what this would look like, and then they pop in facts. Yes, and some yes, of the facts. I told you that yesterday. Yes. About so they it. pop in some some really great facts, and and then cave cave cavemen facts, but even other facts. Okay. but it's just kind of it fits. So you get a little. You know, scientific approach to it. Right. But then they go up one more and then they eliminate one. Yeah. And that's, you know, you see up to, you don't ever see the face. Right. There's just two slides up and then you go and you eliminate a couple of people and then there's, you're up against. Do people successfully date? Uh, In the, my season one. Yeah, good question. It say? was, um, I would say it was like 80%. I would say it was about 50 in the, cause in the two seasons that I kind of took uh-huh. in last night, mm-hmm. about 50%. They, they, the, at the end, when there's three left, they actually can see their entire body. Yes. Yeah. They lift the whole thing up and then they allow them to talk. And then the actual person who's picking has, has to come to out naked. naked as well. Yeah. To me, this has a whole, it feels like, uh, like how freak shows used to be back kind of. in the olden days that it's because there's, this is not a realistic way that we're ever going to date. It's never happening this way. By the time you get to the point where you see somebody naked, it's because you like something about them. Well, 100%. Yeah, so it has, like, I understand the freak show. You would think it would be. Well, like watching compulsively because you're. this is never going to happen. No, and I'm never going to see this many naked women. Right. Or naked men. men. Yeah. And then, you know, Grant was bringing up. It It is. It, you know, and the, the people who get are not chosen leave and say, this was a great experience for me to know that. Um, people kind of dug my body. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I loved it. I also found it funny when they left, they had to hug the person that just told oh, yeah. them to leave naked. Oh, very awkward. And then yeah, they yeah, show yeah, yeah. them in their clothes. Yeah. And so it's freak show train wreck. Train wreck. But yes. it's, yeah. But, fun. but it, the clothes was actually the coolest part. I don't you know. Could, you could see what they're like. You see what they're naked the whole time. And then all of a sudden they, when they, when they get eliminated, they like have them dressed. Right. Do you and remember? It's like, oh, oh, wow. They're, that's their style. You know, I don't know. Do you remember Lori when we went? With my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, you and me, to Naked Men singing at oh, the Loring. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, Grant. Yeah. So my mother-in-law comes, too. 
And so we're sitting there and, and, and it's naked men. And we're just all like, and we're like, this is an interesting group we have together. Yeah. And we're laughing so hard. But I mean, you just, everything comes in different shapes and sizes and packages. And it's, it's kind of informative. You know, if, if you, well, I don't know if informative is a way that you're going to get anyone to go. Lori, Lori, it was very informative. In fact, the episode that I saw towards season two, I think season two, they had a, um, a person who was um, um, not not non-binary, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, and so they had transvestites, they had gay men, they had women, they had you all mean a transsexual, transsexual. Trans- 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 person, trans- my apologies, person. yes, yes. And so what they did in between, because that was the first episode that they had that type of contestant. Yep. They explained to you what that meant and what kind of changes they might go through scientifically. It. Yeah. And yes. it was kind of cool to learn. You know? And I, I mean, had. Yeah. I had a bisexual woman. I'm oh, one of them. Okay. So we had three Did women. Did vulva look different? Three women and three men. No, but she had a no. choice of three women and three right, men. Right, 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 it was right. Just, it, it, the different things why people choose people is very interesting. Yeah. And it's from a whole different thing naked. Yeah. Will you go back and watch another episode? Jeff needs to watch it with me. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. And will you finish, Greg? I'm, I'm, we're not going to like continue, binge but it. we will. Not going to yeah. binge it, but we will if we're bored on a Saturday night. Yeah. It is entertaining. Okay. It, it that's is. It. That's okay, it. That's I think it. that's it. All right. Yeah. That's it. Well, Dancing with the Stars came back. And thank goodness I DVR it because I really do have always fast forwarded through that show. I can't listen to these judges go on and on. And I don't want to listen to everybody's package. Alfonso was great though, I he thought. He was great. Julianne Huff seemed very nervous. She did. Okay. She, she seemed nervous. But the bottom two were um, Maurizio and Matt Walsh. And and as I predicted, Matt Walsh went home. Not You're enough right. people know him from Veep. He didn't even get to dance, so he was obviously a terrible dancer. But the judges were so tight with their scoring i, I thought so because jason very, Mraz, i saw he saw his dance and yeah. they gave him nothing basically no they he he was the high he was the 21 out of 30 right yeah. with sevens but mauricio i think thought he was gonna do better he's not that well liked he was in the bottom mm-hmm. and the person who was on completely a box of cement and cardboard Tyson Beckford. That beautiful model. Really? Oh, I saw that dance on Jason's show. Two left feet, huh? Two left feet. But it was, it was so funny. Shocking. It was funny. funny <laughs> because you expected him to be pretty smooth. Jane, poor Jamie Lynn Spears. She was shy and stiff. Yeah. Um, uh, the Greg Brady, you know, he was he was fun. He's they turned dyed in, his hair. He's turned into Mr. Munster. He kind of has. He kind <laughs> That's of what has. he looks like. And Ariana Mon- Mar- Maradex or whatever m- Matrix from you know Vanderpump. I hope they're not going to pull the Revenge Woman. Charity, our Bachelor was really good. M- Mir Savina was pretty, and Allison Hannigan was good.